previously on my best friend's journal. It is almost what I consider to be Bette Midler season, actually, because it's almost Halloween time, and that is Hocus Pocus time. Have we ever talked about the pterodactyl on here? <laughs> you have three dicks involved. Looks like a uh, baby pterodactyl might look in its nest, like uh-huh. looking for Flop, mama bird's flapping food. Flapping its wings, yeah. just mouth open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> gaggles of gays that they, they all come to these events in groups of friends mm-hmm. we've talked about this before neither of us really has like a gaggle of our own like I, all that to say like i gotta be better i i bitch all the time about not feeling like i have enough of a community in la my subject was um gerald ford and the courage <laughs> he showed by pardoning nixon oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so that we could all just move on i'm pretty sure i wrote a five-page essay saying let's move on brainwashed by conservative parents you know as they... we all were you went to Barrage and Bear Burger, oh. flirted and smoked at his place in Astoria. And then? Three-way with him. Yeah! Oral only, Uber back to <laughs> Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek. Grab a drink or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud. How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote. This shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred. I'm haunted by my past. It's called my best friend's journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this theme a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest Michael. Dolly. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that was a, an interesting take on that melody. <laughs> he went, hello, <laughs> Dolly. That's what's next, right? Uh, That's how it goes. Dolly, oh, hello, Dolly. Yeah, we're getting there yeah, now. I, uh, yeah, it was, it, the interval sounded wrong to me on the Dolly, but I guess that's right. <laughs> Hi, how are you, friend? I'm good. That's actually um, a good time to have a random Dolly reference because it's also Bette Midler season again. And it's been a whole year. <laughs> oh my God, Bette Midler season. I forgot we had an entire intro dedicated to Bette Midler sure season last year. It's oh my God, it is. the most wonderful time of the year. Because Bette Midler is screaming at kids' Halloween <laughs> Dressed up in drag gear. <gasps> it's the most wonderful time to, to be queer. queer. Yeah! <laughs> Oh, sometimes, you know, even from far away, we spend too much time together, it seems. I take umbrage with that because I've not seen enough of you. (laughs) Him, him. I take Dolores umbrage with that. (laughs) Welcome to my best friend's journal. I'm Cam. And I'm Mike. And we're both gay. We're both gay. I'm reporting to you from my dank, unfinished basement in Colorado. And Mike's coming at you hot from Philadelphia. From my closet where I live. (laughs) Um... (laughs) His dank, unfinished basement. I was making fun of him this morning because he's like, we have construction going on in the house. There's going to be some background noise. And I was like, um, oh, we can find ways around that. Maybe go to your closet or your basement or something. And he was like, I suppose I can go to my dank, unfinished, horrific, <laughs> scary basement. And I was like, calm the fuck down. Every podcaster is doing it. You drama queen. Well, I mean, that's where I am. I There's like mouse traps under my desk. It is a dank, unfinished basement. If you're talking about weed, dank would be a great thing. But in your basement, not as pleasant. Um, It's fine. There's a window. 
so I, I can look outside at the beautiful fall. Can I tell you? So this is our first fall living in Colorado, obviously, and everyone uh, keeps being like, oh my God, the weather's so schizophrenic up there. It's going to be crazy, which by the way is a little problematic. We probably shouldn't call the weather schizophrenic when there's actual schizophrenic people in the world, but neither here nor there, that's what I've been saying. So uh, <laughs> yesterday we got our first real taste of it because it was, I mean, right now I'm looking out, it's like blue skies, sunny. It was just like this yesterday. We went on a walk in the afternoon. One hour later, I am upstairs at my computer and Peter screams up the stairs to look outside and I look over my shoulder and it is a completely gray snow blowing sideways snowstorm. The temperature dropped 30 degrees. Snow was like coming down. If it had been, if there had already been snow on the ground, it would have been a complete whiteout. It was like, so it came down, like it started flurrying and then it came in so fast. It sounded like the, it sounded like the house was going to blow over. Was it like a little exciting? It was so exciting. I was like, Oh my God, so cozy. So fun. Um, and then an hour later it was back to sunny, although sunny and brisk. Sunny and brisk. He gave me a shoulder when he did that, everyone. Very gay. Um, that was very brisk. Um, did you, we were talking about a hot toddy and cozying by the fire. Did you make it happen? I absolutely did. So in, in addition to, you know, it being delightful and kind of cozy, I was a little scared yesterday because I thought maybe I was getting sick. Turns out I wasn't getting sick. I think I was just dehydrated and really sore from working out last week, but my hips were really achy. And that's where I start, I start getting achy in my legs when I uh, get a fever. Really? Um, yeah, do you oh. get body aches? No, the first thing if I'm gonna if I'm getting sick, the very first thing to happen is a slight tickle in the throat. I, like there's a very specific feeling in the throat that's always first for me. I always get aches with a fever, and it always feels like growing pains in my legs. And so I got like really scared. I was like, oh shit, this is a very scary time to be sick. Blah blah blah. So um, I took my temperature, and I did not have a fever, but I still um, wanted some like comfort. So I soaked in the hot tub for a while, and then I made myself a hot toddy with tea and lemon and honey and uh, honey. a nice little whiskey. And I <laughs> sat in front of the TV and watched Parks and Rec and then went to bed at 9. It was delightful. Yeah, that sounds lovely. Sounds very winter. Yeah. I feel like we're skipping... We're skipping Halloween already. It's hard because we're like rushing to the election and to the new world that we hopefully will emerge into. But like we still want to enjoy some Halloween time, you know? I know. And I love fall. I was just saying that to Peter the other day, like after almost six years in L.A., um, I never really thought that I missed the seasons while we were out there. But man, the fall is a beautiful thing to behold. I'm, I, I mean, obviously, everyone knows that. But up here, the air is crisp. The leaves are turning. Uh, the weather is kind of schizophrenic. <laughs> it's just really nice. I'm very much enjoying it. I'm happy to hear it. We're It's pretty gray here, but I... You know me, I like a little gray every now and then. I know you do, especially at this time of the year, especially in Bette Midler season. Well, I just had myself a little um, hocus pocus moment. You know, in uh, like the opening credits, I think, when the kid is riding his bike and the leaves are all like rustling and it's all very folly. You know what I'm talking about? Hold on. Yes. What's his name? He has the stupidest name. It's almost a name, but it's not a name. Well, there's the one named Thackery. Thackery Bates. Thackery. It's Thackery. No, and Thackery. That's the cat. Thackery's the cat. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the name I was thinking of. It's fucking Thackery. What's the lead kid's name, though? I don't know. I'm looking it up. <laughs> He's like the least important person as the protagonist of that story. It's amazing. He sure is. His little sister is so much more important than he is. She's she's a, a bigger image on the cover art. It's the it's the three witches, obviously, because they're the stars, and then her, and then he's like a little behind her, and I love it. <laughs> well, his actual name is weird. It's Omri Katz, who does not play the cat. He plays Max. Oh, Max. Yeah. Omri Katz plays Max. Omri. Like, Omri, God. <laughs> You're so stupid. So stupid. Uh, anyway, why did you feel like Max riding your bike through the? Uh, did you, someone steal your tennis shoes? Yeah, I was, and I also I had <laughs> shaved the words "ice" in the back of my head. Um, <laughs> no, I was I was bringing my uh, my ballot to the county board of elections because I was hand delivering that baby, and I was thrilled to do it. And uh, I, I was like 
riding my bike and I just I literally went through that like a giant um pile of leaves that like got swept up in the wind and started that like little uh-huh. tornado thing and I was like, Oh my god, life is beautiful. I'm voting for a candidate that I care about. well, I'm voting for a candidate and <laughs> You'd be nice. Joe no. Biden is growing on me with every day. I don't mean that. He's growing on me, too. How could I say no to someone who believes in healthcare equality and science? Oh, oh, can I gosh. tell you, by the I... way? Sorry. Yeah. On that no, topic. Um, so I was like, you know, we've all been urged to get our ballots in early here in America. And I was like, oh, I'm so excited to do it. And I was bringing it. And I was like, I'll just drop this off. Maybe get some lunch. There was this is October 7th, like a while ago. A line around a full city block of people dropping off their absentee ballot. And I was like, ah, 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 democracy. I was so yes. excited. I have never been so excited to that wait in a line. That makes me want to, yeah, take off my top and dance on a box. That is so exciting. Um, what? I mean, we party weird in 2020, but we sure do party. Um, <laughs> I was filling out my ballot yesterday. Um, and yeah, it was like the for sure the highlight of my day, just sitting around and filling out my absentee ballot. Um, and I really felt very good about the fact that, um, uh, so I'm, I'm registered to vote in Iowa, uh, because that's my last permanent residence. I can't even get a Colorado ID until December, by the way, that's how far out the appointments are. It doesn't matter. Voting in Iowa. I feel good about it. It's a swing state. Um, I was filling it out and they have a link there that you can track your ballot through the Iowa secretary mm-hmm. of state. So, um, I have always, or not always, not definitely not always, but this year I've been very anxious about like just hoping that my vote got counted and like what if it got lost in the mail or what if something more um, kind of nefarious happened to it. But um, I'm really excited that I can track it with the Secretary of State's office. It makes me feel good. Necrofarious? Nefarious? You're hoping that <laughs> it doesn't have sex with a dead candidate? <laughs> <laughs> that would be necrophilious. <laughs> I don't know why. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> uh did you do anything gay this week friend um let me first say i don't care for that transition one bit <laughs> not particularly but i had a uh, a gay moment with my mom wait <laughs> oh god it's too gay already <laughs> we we decided to be best friends forever gay 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 it's quick this week it's just something my mom said to me I don't know why. It kind of came out of nowhere. She's like, we need to get you a boyfriend. I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> thanks. So that was my gayest moment. Just getting like, not quite scolded by my mom, but like her insistence that we find me some dick uh, to suck. <laughs> pretty sure that's not what she meant, but God bless. That's not exactly she, what she said, no. Your mom wants you to find love. You want you to find dick. Maybe you can meet somewhere in the middle. Lovable dick. I bought it. I bought it several months ago. <laughs> Uh, is it worn out yet? <laughs> Disintegrated. <laughs> I lost it up there weeks ago as he vibrates off his chair. <laughs> <laughs> Have you uh, had a gay moment yourself? Like hope maybe a little more in depth than my, my meager little one? Oh, yeah. I had a big old gay moment. Are you ready? Uh-huh. I met a gay person. My first gay person in Colorado. Be excited for me. <laughs> I know no gay people here. We oh, went furniture a- shopping, and I found, uh, shockingly, I found a gay person working at a furniture store. <laughs> but he was really friendly, and he sold us some stools. He sold you some stools? Yeah. Cute. Samples. Oh, like stool. Stool samples. <laughs> <laughs> I can send you that for free if you need that. Um, 
<laughs> no, we got some cute vintage counter stools for our kitchen, and he was a very friendly gay man, and I think that we would actually like go out and have uh, a drink with him. He was like, oh my god, I love it up there where you live. Come down to Denver sometime. We'll go get drinks. I'll introduce you to some gay people. Oh, like, that very actually nice. is very fun. Sorry, I didn't mean to give you the, the long silence. I was just, I was waiting for more. Like, I found a gay no, guy, I'm... and then I, you know. Jerked him off. Um, yeah, that. Yeah, no, no, no. I knew it was going to sound underwhelming. That's why I said it like that. But mm. um, it was uh, it was just nice to find another friendly homo um, in this big state because, you know, we're pretty isolated up here. I've met some really nice people at the gym, but um, unlike being in a major city, going to the local gym in my little town does not mean even a single gay person is there. Oh, yeah. Well, your town is teensy. Um, it's teensy tiny. It's a little so- like my butthole. <laughs> I love when you talk about your little butthole. <laughs> Um, well, that's exciting. I hope you follow up with him and, and hang out and make a friend. At the very least, I'll see him for any future stool needs. Okay, we'll leave that right there. Um, <laughs> I actually wanted to tell you, or just like chat for a second, I have been talking to a guy that I went on a few dates with like years ago in Philly who was like in and out of this area. Yes, Cameron? Hands up. Go ahead. I think you, I think you just said talking. So um, talking. is this what we have to look forward to with you being back on the East Coast? I don't. I think you're being dramatic is what I think. Okay. All right. Well, play back the tape. I have been talking to, been talking to, talking to, I don't hear it, listeners. Do you? You've been talking to some guy that you used to talk to? Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, we went, we, we, we were talking about water ice and uh, that's a fairly thing. Water. It, yeah. It, Rita's. Rita's. Rita's water ice and we got some hoagies and, and bubblers. I don't know what a bubbler is. It's what they call drinking fountains. Oh, right. Anyway, anyway. what about this dude? Um, We've been chatting um, just a little. I He like liked one of my pictures and I was like, hey, I'm back in this area. We should hang out. And I really just like want some gay friends. Cam's doing some explicit miming. He only has one dick, Cam. So what you're doing is... <laughs> thought maybe you could get together in pterodactyl with some friends that's all Mm -hmm. yeah just casual evening um no i just kind of don't know what to think here because a little history so we went on a few dates and he ghosted me at the end of them but we just had like a very good time hanging out we're very similar in a lot of ways and i you know that's would would be great for a gay friend um you know we're both kind of similar humor frenetic energy that kind of is willing to ghost people similarly yeah maybe (laughs) (laughs) um but he, despite the ghosting, is the one who is, like, furthering the conversation now. And I don't know. I don't really know what to think. Because, like, yes, I would love a gay friend. Um, but also, he's, like, not really here that much. He's uh, kind of in and out of the area. That honestly sounds kind of ideal for you, whether it would be romantic or platonic. Uh, you don't need someone that's, like, you know, breathing down your neck to hang out every two minutes. You're very independent. All my ladies who independent. If I had any advice to give to you about this, not that you're asking for advice, but you did bring it up, is that uh, I would say just let it be a friendship. If it's, like, fun conversation, let it be that. And even though you guys have a sexual past, it doesn't have to go there. It could. If you're open to it, you'll know. Uh, and if you're not open to it, then you don't have to go there. And you can always say, motherfucker, you ghosted me. We can be friends, but that's about all. I opened my heart to you. I, no, I didn't. <laughs> I, I opened my hole to you. No, I also didn't. We didn't even have sex. I opened my mouth to you. <laughs> I will keep ding, trying. Ding, ding. <laughs> I opened my fist to you. Uh, both of those. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyway, it's kind of a, it's a, it's a nothing like topic here at the moment, but it's just like intrigue, you know, and it's just like you with the, the man at the store, just like, oh, a gay person is now in my periphery. Yeah, I'll take it. Um, so yeah, we'll see if I can make a gay friend, but I don't know. Please make a gay friend. God, I'm gonna, I really, really, really want to join, uh, like a intramural gay sports league in Denver. Um, 
I'm assuming that didn't happen at all this season. I'm hoping by next spring we're allowed to hang out outside again with strangers. Um, so I would be really, really happy to be able to do that. I just want to meet people. Um, I've, I don't get me wrong. There have been plenty of friendly faces and and people that I've met here that I'm I'm happy to get to know more. However, um, it's just important. We've talked about this a lot. Actually, early in this podcast, we talked about it a lot. And then it kind of righted itself because we hung out so much, but I felt like I didn't have much of a gay community um, around me uh, for, uh, and I felt that a lot in my life. Um, but then when you and I were getting to hang out all the time, it feel it felt like it was a non-issue all of a sudden because I had my gay friend that we were seeing each other like once a week for a sleepover. Mm-hmm. Sounded sexual. <laughs> Pajama party for, for pillow fights. <laughs> for pillow munching. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think it's pillow biting or carpet munching. <laughs> <laughs> you, pillow munching would just be eating out a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> so dry. <laughs> Feathers. Um, uh. Yeah, well, I, I think that, you know, that we kind of, we both were taking actions to rectify that. We had seen a lot of gay friends. There was, we were, we were finding opportunities to like, to put ourselves in, into the, into the gay world as it were. And now we kind of got hurled backwards because you know life and uh need to kind of rebuild that community when there's opportunities to do so which seem fleeting at the moment yeah that's that's another thing i guess i haven't thought too much about it since march because no one's felt part of any community any physical community anyway you know like i feel like most people's communities are either virtual or they're in their homes uh for most of this year so i just haven't really given it a second thought but next year i have goals i have goals for making friends me too i don't want you to make too many friends though you know i get jealous um, I do, I do, yeah, yeah. Hey, before we wrap this up, I want to tell you that I officially this week have a Man Crush Monday, and I need you to know about it. Just another Man Crush Monday. Sean Mendez is recently revived in my uh, mind because he just came out with like a very sexy video uh, for for his song called Wonder, where he's like all emotional and he's wearing a tight ass tank and it gets soaking wet, and the lyrics are also like ambiguous in a way that sound like he could be saying god i wish i could just come out of the closet and so that's kind of hot too hasn't he been with camilla caballo for forever so okay um (laughs) i mean fair enough mike pence is still married to karen do you mean mother (laughs) i do indeed yes (laughs) um so here's my deal with sean mendez you love him peter loves him but i think it's because you guys both like you stan a twink i don't love a twink he's He's like truly not that twinky you need to watch his video okay Oh, okay. So boy's gotten some more muscles. He's filling out. He's less young looking now. He's very fern gully right now. He's interpretive dancing in a literally a, a, a glade full of ferns. He's sprinting. Oh, he's sprinting to the ocean side. I'm afraid he's about to get wet. Oh, <laughs> yeah, she's soaking. <laughs> he's got the cum shot scene. <laughs> <laughs> she's as wet as you are. God damn, you can see his abs through that shirt. Yeah. Why don't you just take it off, boo boo? He just took a big old wave straight to the face. Um, <laughs> took a wave straight to the face. Oh, oh, she's playing air guitar. Okay, we get it. Yes, thank you. You can quit now. Uh, he looks hot there. Tell me I'm wrong. I won't tell you you're wrong. He does uh, look hot. He's, yeah. He's much more grown up than he used to be. Um, so it happens I do when feel you get like older. There's something kind of ambiguous about his sexuality, just in the way that he moves and carries himself. And uh, 10 out of 10 would lick his stomach. So here we are. I think he definitely is attracted to women at least some of the time, but like... I think he's probably curious about what a dick tastes like. Maybe he's not curious. Maybe he knows full well what it tastes like. I've never smelled his breath. Um, he's kind I of, do... he, he's lanky in that way, so he may have tasted his own. Oh, mate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He could probably bend in half. I 
I, I approve of your man crush, not that you asked. Well, I, I appreciate your approval as my friend. Um, do you have one of yourself? Or I mean, you don't have to. I'm just wondering. E, um, let me think. No, I'm I'm completely unturned on by anyone in my life. No, 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 that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> that's awful. I, I hear someone storming out of your house right now. <laughs> No, I'm I'm uninspired by uh you know anyone on my feed or in the news currently. Well, I got something else that's going to be uninspiring. Uh, you ready to get into the journal? Uh, I guess so. Bye. All right, this shit is sloppy. All right, July twenty second. Oh, you you mixed up two days, so that's fine. This is a good start. <laughs> July twenty second, twenty fifteen. Oh, do you want to tell people where we are? Uh, I don't think anything life changing happened last episode. I had I went to a bunch of weddings. I was at a lake house with my friends. I'm like in that transition period. I just got offered a show, so we may be starting that show at this point. I'm not sure. We will see. Okay. Um, I want to apologize to the people. If you hear random crashes and bangs behind me, it is, I mean, like we said earlier, there's construction in the house and we got to record. So you get what you get and you don't throw a fit, right? I'm likely to throw a fit. (laughs) Uh, I feel like I've heard so many times people have been like, ah, well, there's people in the house today. Sorry if you hear an odd noise and it never bothers me. Yeah. An odd noise is okay. If we get like a jackhammer or something or like window smashing things, then it's, you know, different. Well, yeah, that's very different because they shouldn't be jackhammering (laughs) or smashing any windows. That's not, I thought that was, I'm going to need to go. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was obligatory with construction. That's how I would help if I was there. Yeah. Yeah. Jackhammering inside. That's that's really good. They're actually building, not tearing the place down. Um, Speaking of help with construction, uh, I know you have now learned that hubby is going back to australia for a minute so if you need a replacement gay in your life i'm happy to come watch you construct uh-huh that's that's so fun well if you wanted to really fill the void that peter's gonna leave behind i don't um, want to fill that void it's, it's super not what i meant <laughs> yeah. well what were you gonna say i was gonna say that you should come and then be come to the house and then sunday through thursday you'll need to be on calls from four p.m. until 1 a.m. and i'll have to uh, avoid you throughout the house so i can do work and you can do work at the same time you're asking really me to, fun. to be a a distraction on a nuisance at odd hours because i can definitely do that oh <laughs> uh, yeah actually i take it back nope you're good we'll we'll, we'll see you in february uh, all right it's july 22nd 2015 uh wandered around columbus square and felt depressed about nyc what oh i don't know Bl- maybe you feel depressed that you're not living there yet Oh, yeah. that's I was looking for apartments last time. Yeah. Uh, you went to Blossom with uh, B2 and Janine. No apartment luck. Stopped at Animal Sanctuary for food? What? Oh, stopped, for <laughs> animal, stopped at Animal Sanctuary. Which one's Sanctuary. the oldest and weakest? We'll take that one. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you seen the Subaru commercials right now where it's their underdog campaign to try to get people to adopt old or like, like crippled dogs? It's no. so sweet. It's a really well shot commercial and it's all these like old gray faced dogs and like then there'll be like one that has three legs and one that's missing an eye and they're like, it's underdog month and we encourage you to to uh, adopt an underdog because we love every dog or something. It's just very sweet. And I was like, Mike needs an underdog. I do. I, I've always said I'd rather or like I would probably more likely get a senior dog like taken uh-huh. one that has lost its people or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But 
I don't know. I don't know. It's <laughs> um, fine. We can talk about that later. But here you're eating animals from sanctuaries, which is crazy. No, we went to um, the, there's like a wildlife sanctuary in Woodstock, I think. Um, yep. That's exactly what it says. And it's just very sweet. It's a cute little town. Did you town smoke and... weed and have sex in the mud? Woodstock. <sighs> oh, got it. I was like, what? Why? Because <laughs> um, <laughs> it's the only thing that for most of us that aren't from upstate New York, it's the only thing we associate with Woodstock. The music festival, 1969. Topless mud yeah, sex. pretty much me too which is also the last time that 69 was was in vogue the sex position oh yeah <laughs> um no just cute didn't eat any of the animals that's a good vegan thing for you to do go play with the sweet old animals um the uh b2 and janine stayed in albany let's see here on the 23rd spent all day apartment hunting went to albany to see a show with your cousin but it was too packed went to el mariachi then smoked with your cousin instead all right so fuck fuck the crowd let's go get high honestly i'm not mad at that that's a good evening no yeah for sure on the 24th you went with mom to get salads and inspect car delightful uh parked <laughs> you parked at singing in the rain at 5 30 with some with some wine oh no Stopped what? for rain, but decent show. I missed the stage. Oh, I missed the stage. I missed the stage. It's been <laughs> far too long. <laughs> oh, that's the most pretentious way you could possibly say that. There's got to be a, a good amount of pretentious things we come across in this journal. I have some pretension within. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when you just turn into a fussy old gay man, though. Oh, one does miss the stage when one has been away. One does want a hint of color. Uh, one does want a hint of color. At the birdcage. Uh... july 25th over a week late writing this but must have been getting ready to go back to nyc and endless underlined apartment hunting cool the 26th you're finally going back to nyc sat with kim on the bus exclamation point all right we don't need a last name (laughs) what's her middle name anyway she was a, a friend from high school and i haven't seen her in like a millennia and so we just happened to be upstate at the same time and on the same bus together you ever just kind of get thrown into people from your past where you it was nice she's you know she's lovely i enjoyed our conversation that used to happen to me in chicago uh where like you would end up in the same train car as someone and then you do the awkward like are we just gonna say hi from across the car are we gonna slowly make our way to each other so we can catch up on the train um and sometimes that's fine and sometimes it's like a god just stay where you are please i'm not in the mood you know yeah i do i do know very much i'm usually on that in that side but this was actually like this is a full like two and a half hour journey this is not just like a subway in the city so like we are so now I'm with this person from my past for a, a committed amount of time. But and how did she feel about that? <laughs> it was a treat for her. Look at this. <laughs> um, actually, it was fun because she came out well after high school. And it was so nice to just talk to her and see her like so happy and living honestly and openly and fully. And it was it was lovely. Well, you said really nice to talk to her. She's out of the closet now. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. Uh, <laughs> um stop for a salad on the upper east side mom and dad both gave me cash smiley face (laughs) know the way to your heart (laughs) still unemployed huh you missed that stage take some cash (laughs) you just like are on your fainting couch bemoaning the fact that you're missing the stage they're like take twenty dollars and go to the city please my dad pulled it from his freezer he's like yeah this is legit don't don't mind the blood (laughs) don't mind the blood i scratched the serial number off but it should still spin (laughs) <laughs> on July 27th, uh, saw an apartment in Harlem and another one in Bed-Stuy. Both bad. Oh, dear. Hung out with... Oh, you hung out with a guy from Ithaca that uh, we both know. Uh, 
perfectly nice guy did hit on me a little bit uh aggressively and didn't really care for it but uh, um same was, same situation yeah. we both had that okay. moment um we like thought about living together for a moment but again he was i was getting kind of that hit on vibe which is like not a good um precedent to set before trying to live uh-huh. with someone i was uh, kind of turned away by that um yeah i i think that was kind of the the vibe that i got too when we were together because i i don't mind like a gentle flirtation but like if someone's coming on too strong and you're like we just met like this isn't gonna happen like you know it's just it can really turn you off to spending time with them and definitely not a great roommate situation so we did not live together well you said mexico and froyo he's too much period Well, all right. July 28th visited apartment so far away in Bushwick. Beautiful, but way too far. Another apartment, Ithaca alum, gross and tiny room feeling a little hopless. I'm pretty sure you meant hopeless. (laughs) No, no, no. I couldn't find any beer. Um, (laughs) Oh God. Are you going to get an apartment soon? Cause God dang. I'm obsessive. I think we've made that clear. I'm an obsessive person. This journal proves that. Well, Okay, yes, but also I think that is pretty universal when there is something that dominates your life. I mean, that's what you're going to write about in the journal, right? Like what if I go back next year and read the next month of my journal, it's all going to be about like construction and whatever the fuck is happening here. It's not fun to read about, but it's what's dominating my life. It's like all my creative energy is going into this one project and uh, you know, I'm going to go back and read and be like, "Jesus Christ, get this project done so we don't have to think about it anymore." But then again, I'm not why... going to podcast my journal. How do you know? <laughs> I guess I don't. You don't know how to make you do. <laughs> uh oh, lost it. Um, uh, <laughs> like fast forward to you flushing it down the toilet like a full book. <laughs> oh my god, it's like Tom Riddle's diary, Harry Potter book too. Oh yeah, what on earth possessed her to throw it in the toilet? Like that's the. W- she's you, you're 11. in a magical castle. She's eleven with a, a full knowledge of witchcraft and wizardry, and she's yeah. like, I guess I'll try and f- flush this. Okay. Let's just go back for a second. A full knowledge. She's a first year. Do you remember when Harry was a first year? He couldn't a, even... A full knowledge that the world exists. She knows there are other means, whether or not she knows how to, to use them. Well, that's true. And also, like, you don't need magic to, you know, make a fire. Also, there's fireplaces, like, famously in every room of that fucking castle. So why didn't she just burn it? Also, she's not magical enough to, like, widen the, the hole in the toilet to make it go down. Like, what is... It's a very little uh, journal. It's, it's tiny. It was t- it was tiny enough to be tucked into a textbook. Oh, so tiny. It's tiny. I'd be like my butthole. Um, <laughs> even if uh, even if she had tried to light it on fire, unless it was fiend fire, it wasn't going to destroy it. I'm such a nerd. Can we please get back to this journal before people stop listening to me? Um, we can. But first, I want to tell you that I was watching SNL, which is back. I love when SNL's back. I know, um, me too. And Pete Davidson uh, made a comment about. He's like, well, so over the summer, Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling was widely criticized for comments that were perceived as transphobic. With more on this is Pete Davidson. So what do you think about this J.K. Rowling controversy? Uh, I think I'm never getting another tattoo for the rest of my life. I got a Harry Potter tattoo years ago because I'm not psychic. <laughs> I didn't know J.K. Rowling was going to go all Mel Gibson on us. So I thought of you. Uh, well... <laughs> uh we did we did what we did didn't we (laughs) me and pete and about a billion other people on july 29th you saw rachel's apartment at 11 finally a good one exclamation point hope i get it yeah this is the one i get oh thank god (laughs) um signed up for but i live there for like two weeks so of course you fucking do (laughs) moved in next day packing um 
signed up for a UCB class exclamation point hopefully it's as good for me as all my friends think love that everyone that you talk to is like oh it's gonna be so good for you <laughs> you should do UCB <laughs> it was great I lo- well I I really valued my time at UCB there were some classes that were um less fun than others oh fair enough um okay then you so UCB ordered Indian food and drank with Amy and took a political test. Oh my God. So fun. Indian food and drinking with Amy. To be clear, this is Amy, my other sister, not Amy who historically hates me. Oh, um, wait, this is, they both spell their name with two E's. No, I definitely spelled this one wrong. Amy who historically hates me. Goldfish. Amy <laughs> is uh, with two E's. Goldfish. Amy <laughs> took a goldfish to her recital. <laughs> Still one of my favorite, most ridiculous stories of yours. Uh, this is my sister's like longtime roommate. She's my other sister. She, she was like at the trial for my dad. She's like a huge part of roommate. Yeah, my sister's life partner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I understand now. So 80s um, of them to call each other roommate. I know. So it's my other sister, Amy. Um, and anyway, tell me, what were you about to say? Something about political tests? So you took a political test and it said she sides with Marco Rubio is very Republican. <laughs> I got a kick out of this because she was like, we were just talking a bit about politics. And this is when I'm starting to get very engaged, obviously. And I was like, oh, let's do this test online. She's like, yeah, I'm a Democrat, but I just believe this and this and this. And I was like, you sound kind of Republican-y. She's like, I'm not a Republican. We took the test, and she's a hardcore Republican. And I was like, well, the test says you are. She's like, I'm not. She was so mad. Did, I was like, well, Tell me she at least votes Democrat. Um, I think so, actually. Uh, I haven't asked her. Um, but she was so, so mad at me. And she, I was like, hmm, maybe we should consider um, why we so hate being associated with those people. I was very annoying. <laughs> it's one of those tests where you just answer questions about how you feel, and then it tells you what party you align with. Yeah, it's a, you answer policy questions, basically, how you would choose, and it tells you who agrees with you the most, which candidate. Did I ever... I probably did. Talk about the test that I took in eighth grade. Um, was it, eight, seven, it was either seventh or eighth grade. I remember the teacher, but I don't remember what grade it was, uh, in junior high. And it was a uh, it was a social studies class, and it was one of those politics tests, but, like, very low level, very, like, you know, kids take it. And you get ranked from, like, liberal to conservative. And I took the test honestly, thinking that I was, like, a dyed-in-the-wool conservative because that's how I was raised. And I came out, like n- – either on the liberal side of conservative or liberal i can't exactly remember which and i erased my answers so i would be conservative (sighs) because i thought that was the only way to be growing up in my house if you weren't conservative you were pretty much of the devil and so i like changed my answers because i was (gasps) so embarrassed that i might be considered as liberal that is so interesting like the truth came to you and you refused oh i refused i was horrified i would never tell anyone that i like i like erased my pencil marks i was like and there was some i remember there was something about the peace corps and i knew very little about the peace corps but like that was one one of the things that put me more on the liberal side that I like, tr- there were like two different government agencies. It's like you're more likely to trust the Peace Corps or whatever, or the IRS or some shit. And I chose what the Peace Corps because I was like, oh, they do good stuff. And then it was like that was a liberal leaning thought, and I was like, fuck the Peace Corps. <laughs> <laughs> That's cr- that is like full blown brainwashing of indoctrination. Yes. Yeah, that is yes. It kids, is. <laughs> kids think that political parties. I mean, it actually is very similar, but kids treat political parties the same way they treat religion. They're like, well, my parents are Catholic, so I'm Catholic. My parents are Republican, so I'm Republican. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't even, yeah, and if you you even have, question it. If you have, like, apolitical or a-religious parents, then, like, you may not give it a lot of thought. But I had very politically-minded parents who were very Republican, and so there's, like, there's not room for disagreement. Um, we've talked a lot about the fact that I was never allowed to, like, like, just was not allowed to have an opinion about anything. Like, that is wrong. That is 
like even even challenging a thought as far as politics was concerned was pretty much the same as going against the Bible, which pretty much was going to send me to hell for being an obstinate child. So nope, no room for that. <laughs> Uh, so wow. yeah, my, my fun little thought experiment that my social studies teacher thought, uh, would be a good idea for us was truly, uh, shocking and shameful for me. That's amazing. You remember it. I, cause you know, how many things do we deal with in social studies classes or any class growing up? I would never remember. No, I know. I remember it specifically because I, uh, there was one kid who, I mean, absolutely to this day, probably the most conservative, like one of the most conservative people I would know. He rode the bus with me. His sister is actually best friends with my sister. Anyway, very conservative family. And he got his score, like right off the bat, was like most conservative in the class. And with my changed answers, I was just like nipping on his heels uh, as most conservative. And I was like, God damn it. He's more conservative than I am, a.k.a. a better person. Oh, God, that's <laughs> Still how Republicans operate today. I know. But um, guess what? You can change. No matter what you teach you your kids, change. if they get out of your house, they're going to make their own opinions. That's hopeful also, for me. Also, like, you just don't know enough. You're not allowed to... I mean, kids might nowadays, they've got a lot more access to information, but like, at least you were in seventh or eighth grade. Remember, I was probably 15 or 16 when I wrote an essay trying to argue why Gerald Ford was an American hero for pardoning Nixon. <laughs> Oh, uh, what was the what was that essay contest called? Is uh, profiles and courage. Profiles and courage. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Um, the that teacher, by the way, I remember two things about him. I remember he was super well. A couple things about him. He was super fit. He was always riding his bike around town. Um, he was. I thought he was so brave, but also like he was my least favorite teacher because he was like an out and proud Democrat in a very conservative town. And he was an educator and he talked a lot about politics and about liberal politics. And I remember thinking like, wow, that's super brave. Too bad. He's wrong. Um, and then a few years later, he fully got hit by a car on his bike in our town. It was like a big tragedy. I, I don't think oh he God. died, but I think he like had like, he like might be paralyzed or something. Now it was really, really dramatic. Anyway, you think it was an accident uh, if he's the only I, liberal in that screaming red town? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was an accident. <laughs> I don't think he was that much of a pariah that someone would literally mow him down on purpose. Um, oh, the good old days when we could trust that if someone was hit by a car, it was on accident. Uh, honestly. Ooh, is that dark? <laughs> uh, um, real quick, before we go on to July 30th, that political test was not the only test you got that day. You wrote in the margins, vinyl happy hour. And tested HIV negative. So you went out for like a happy hour and a quick AIDS test. Not AIDS, you ignorant <laughs> asshole. <laughs> no, I obviously I know better. It's just, uh, I don't know. It's like such an old fashioned way of saying like, you know, you get tested, confusing HIV and AIDS. I know the difference. As long as our listeners know that it is not AIDS we are testing for, it is HIV. Uh-huh. Anyway. We know. Um, yeah, I don't think I intended to, but it was like a, a truck. It was. I was just, I literally got pretty drunk at vinyl because whenever i go to vinyl i always go to vinyl alone and drink i don't eh, whatever um it's, it was like your local anyway i'm drunk as a skunk on my carlos santanas and i walk out and there's a a truck giving out hiv tests and i was like okay cool <laughs> i mean honestly getting tested can be like an anxiety inducing thing for some so it's not always the top of our priority list and so being a little bit drunk and having it in front of you makes it a lot easier than planning to do it yeah. sober. Yeah, for sure. It's a very responsible thing to do mm-hmm. as a sexually active human. Uh-huh. <laughs> July 30th, you started the day with a voiceover job. Then long haul to... <laughs> you said, well, Brooklyn, but you forgot the end. So long haul to Brooklyn for Godspell audition. <laughs> <laughs> Went, eh, but got a call back. Ran into Denzel. Washington? 
Mm-hmm. He named for Denzel Washington. <laughs> what? Actually, he's a uh, he was he, he was named for Denzel Washington. Oh, really? Um, That's he, amazing. He uh, he was the only black boy in my ballet class in college, and we had a sabbatical teacher come in, who was the only. No, one of two black professors in the department, so that's all very problematic. And they're actually working on it now, which is well overdue, but but good. Oh, good. Um, you have one of those like good progressive colleges that's actually going like trying to right their historic wrongs. Uh, well, it's the students. There's a organization of former and current uh, BIPOC students who are trying to make change, um, and they're doing a really good job. And the leadership at the university is uh, listening to them, so it's that's hopeful. Well, that's very hopeful, honestly. So anyway, he's the only black boy in this class and our sabbatical teacher is the only black woman teaching dance at the school and she's just reading the list of names on the first day to make sure everyone's there okay michael john mark whatever she goes denzel he goes here she looks up like the slowest head raise and she just goes mm-hmm better be um, <laughs> Oh, that's the perfect reaction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that really tickled me. Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, we're still on July 30th. Um, you said met Cal and his neighborhood at the keep converted antique store to bar. Great to see him. He's oh. doing great. Oh yeah. Cal is one of my oldest friends. Uh, I met him with my best friend Hannah at a summer school when we were like 15 and we're still very close. Oh, that's um, super sweet. That bar, so fun. It was literal, like, it reminds me of the attic or the, ba- was it a basement or an attic or a closet or something with that you and Peter went to in Norway? Some old ladies like. Oh, um, that was, a, the, it was a basement, but it was an Airbnb. It was the basement oh. of the Airbnb where we could go downstairs and play with her creepy dolls, hats, and wigs. That's like what it felt like. It was that <laughs> everywhere, but also they put a little bar in. Oh, it was that's great. Super cute. I love that they like yeah. bought the antique store and they're like, keep it, keep it all. <laughs> We're just going to throw a bar in the corner. That's exactly what it felt like. Uh, that's great. Uh, on the 31st, you speaking of Norway, by the way, literally on this day, two years ago, you were in Tromso, Norway. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I love seeing those things, like those little callbacks. Um, anyway, July 31st, you got keys and paid Rachel in Columbus Circle. Woohoo! Wait, wasn't yeah. your Philly roommate's name Rachel, the one that you gave bed bugs to? Okay. <laughs> Did not get her bed bugs. I took care of the problem before it spread mm-hmm. by throwing the mattress out on the street. Um, <laughs> and yes, by her burning name the building down. And yes, her name is also <laughs> Rachel. Um, okay, you felt happy waiting in Central Park. Blockheads with Jake! Exclamation point. You and I have both hey, been Jake. to Blockheads with Jake. Great, Who hasn't? Great to find. <laughs> I mean, I guess a lot of people. <laughs> um, great to finally see him. I miss him. He's... Yeah, I miss him too. We have absolutely fallen out of touch, but uh, he's a good dude, and I hope he's well. If you're listening, Jake, we love you. We miss you. Um, you had a Bear Burger interview. Then you had a drink with Jake at the Ginger Man. Met Amy and her friend Molly, Mexican El Mariachi, saw music with Amy and Lincoln Center. Oh my goodness, you went to so many places this day. Big day. Also, you said Bear Burger interview. I got that job and it's fucking heinous. Heinous. <laughs> Didn't you only work there for like two weeks? Yes. Same amount of time I lived in this apartment. <laughs> oh, shit. She does not stick around if she's not enjoying it. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I mean, you follow what brings you joy, not what feels like certain hell. <laughs> Have you ever stayed in a job that you just hated because you felt like you had to, or has that just never been your um, never been your MO? Um, I mean, I 
yeah, of course. That job that I was working when we began this podcast, I fucking hated, but I stayed there. That's true. Um, I managed a restaurant on the Upper West Side, which was eh. I didn't hate it. I, I hate waiting tables, but as far as that job went, it was okay. I don't know. If I have an option, I take it, which is why I'm often like in these strange fucking gigs because they were a way to get out of the other situation I didn't want to be in. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't know why I even asked that question. Obviously, I know that you have been in jobs that you didn't like before, but um, I do respect that about you that like if you're not like you stayed in that job that you hated in California because we had a good thing going with the podcast had it not worked so well with what we were doing with the podcast and our proximity to each other and all those things and your living situation not been so good. You would have been the fuck out of there. Yeah, it like there's only so much misery I can take. And if it's balanced out by enough joy outside of it, then I guess I can deal with it. But do you see, do you understand that that's rare that a lot of people don't respect themselves enough to do that? So many people get a shitty job early on in their career. As soon as they get out of college and work a miserable shitty job and are miserable until the day they retire. So many people. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's, there's pros and cons to everything. Those people have, you know, they don't worry about the same things I worry about. They have health insurance because we live in an economy that, some for some fucking reason attaches insurance to employment which is fucking asinine but mm-hmm. anywho <laughs> um they don't have to worry about that they don't worry about where their paycheck's coming from so like these are things i have to stress about but also i don't know it's never boring and i'm never staying anywhere that i mean i was giving myself pep talks this has happened at several jobs but especially in my last one um in california i had to tell myself like i'd be parked outside of the restaurant before walking in and be like Okay, you can do it. You can do this. Just just go in. Just just get inside and it'll be fine. It'll be over before you know it. I had to convince myself. It was heinous. Anyone who's doing that needs to get out of their position. Yeah, that is absolutely true. I feel as though there are, I mean, it's a trope in movies and television, but I feel as though there are many people that like do that every day of their career that, you know, and, and, and they're, they're for some people there are circumstances that keep them there um they don't they can't take a risk of leaving a job or you know uh, of of missing even a single paycheck and there are also some people that they would rather be miserable than start over and risk worse misery you know uh, or start something yeah. different yeah the, the, the risk is the key there you got to be willing to yeah so, take one. and for some people like the unknown is the absolute worst thing like i will work this job i hate because it's better than the unknown I just don't really uh, click with that. I think it's partially generational and partially personally and partially personality wise. But you and I have that in common. Well, I mean, a couple times here, there's been a few times where I like take a full leap of faith where I have nothing else lined up. But the majority of the time I get to escape because I have something else. That makes it much easier. It's much harder to, you know, I'm sure someone might leave their office job they hate if they first can find a different office job that they'll eventually hate. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. On August 1st. Picked up fruit and went to great brunch with Cal, Hannah, and Gil in Inwood. Then barbecue block party with Sam and Aaron in Greenpoint. My goodness, so many friends. Then moved out of... I pack my days, I tell you. You sure do. Then you moved out of Terra's and into 170... Whoa, 170th Street. You're up there, baby. On August 2nd, spent from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. on set in Astoria for web series. Ah, yes. So these are the two guys who I had an oral-only three-way with um, (laughs) just a few weeks ago. Oh, okay. So, so a l- guess, little tit for tat. You're gonna want to bleep those yeah, names out. <laughs> oh yeah, those are those are gone. I um, I suppose this is my my pay. My like, thank you for the services you gave me. Now I guess I'll pay you back. Oh um, lord. I don't know honestly why the fuck I did this because it was it was kind of heinous. Um, I was not getting paid. I was just like doing a favor for a friend. But this is like a 12 hour favor. I don't know. It's not even like me. a 12 hour favor. It's actually a 12 hour favor. Um, also I'd like to point out that you said. Thought it'd be good to help out, but it was so long, and I'd much rather be in front of the camera. 
There he is. There he is. Our pretentious friend, Mike. Um, I will say one of the easiest ways for me to get out of my own head and to escape it all for a second is to like just offer help to a friend when it's possible. And it's like, it's a lovely escape that I often overlook how good it feels to just like help people you care about. You've said that before. I think that's such a lovely way to think about that. Well, I'm sorry that you weren't in front of the camera, however. <laughs> uh, do we all hate me as much as I hate me or... <laughs> Nah, 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 nah. You're you're uh, the the lovable diva like Jenna Maroney in Thirty Rock. That's why I said camera. Stand by. I mean, they're they're right there in the living room. <sighs> I'm really sorry about this, and this episode might be a little shorter than normal. But the ceiling sounds like it's about to come down to my head because apparently they're doing demo in the living room, which is right above the basement. So I don't think that's going to be fun for any of our listeners to listen to. Do you hear that? No, it's, I do. Let's call it quits uh, until until they finish jackhammering. Um, Each other. Uh-huh. Tell them to stop having sex. Um, it's a father and son. That's really not, not the case. I've seen weirder porn. Um, it's true. This happened once before. There were people working on your roof well back when we were recording together in California. Mm-hmm. We offered them wine, I think, if I recall. Um <laughs> There's a man on our roof currently. Why is there a man on your roof? Oh. Actually, I'm not sure. They Let came him in. <laughs> See if he's in the mood for a morning bevy. Rose or Cabernet? <laughs> uh, always strange men in my house. What can I say? Anyway, dust life. It's okay. We will uh, we'll pick this back up as we always do. I'm not worried. All right. Fabulous. Um, before we go, before the ceiling falls upon my uh, head, did we hear from any listeners this week, my friend? Is that Chicken Little? What's the story? The sky Who, is falling? The... Yeah. Yeah. The sky is falling. Chicken Little. Oh, yeah, and then Turkey something. It's a Golden Girls episode. <laughs> oh, God. They actually do a play of Chicken Little. Yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, Rose plays Chicken Little. It's adorable. Um, we got a letter here that I'm just very excited to share, because once upon a time, you made fun of me for calling myself a rice aficionado. And, yeah, very um, recently, and I stand by it. The subject of this letter is attention the rice aficionado <laughs> oh gross boo <laughs> no it's wonderful it's from sarah and she says as a, as a fellow lover and avid consumer of rice i would be amiss if i did not share <laughs> shut up a delicious <laughs> rice recipe for you to try and then she gave me some recommendations it's a vt brand thai jasmine rice tells me all about it tells me she's also had the experience of eating rice too quickly and she can uh, commiserate basically and then she just said thanks for the content in your podcast every week i look forward to cackling aloud to your stories on my drive to work Keep Keep it up. And she's also a liberal Democrat in Louisville, Kentucky. So I was just thrilled all around to read this uh, email and to be supported in something that you so uh, fervently did not support me in. Okay, so here's the deal. I... The only saving grace of that message is the fact that she's a liberal in a solid red state. It makes me so happy to hear from those people. The fact that she considers herself a fellow rice aficionado is upsetting, but it is what it is. Well, she didn't technically call herself one. She just she the email was addressed attention to the rice aficionado. So I believe it's it's kind of like my title now. <laughs> Maybe you guys could start the world's blandest club. Yeah, I'll go ahead and do that. It's high on my priority list. Rice <laughs> club coming at you. Um, and that's just about all we have for you this week. It, it's too loud over here. So can you tell the people where to find us, please? <laughs> sure. Uh, if you want more of Best Friends Journal, you can find us on Instagram at, I was like, at Mikey West. <laughs> <laughs> I ask him to do it once and he plugs his own Instagram. You dick. <laughs> You can find us on Instagram at MBFJ Podcast. Uh, we have a Twitter and Facebook that we rarely check, but like, feel free. There's nothing on there. Um, we have a website, my best friend's journal at gmail.com. Nope. 
fuck. Wow. <laughs> I never do this. Um, we have a Keep website. it all. <laughs> <laughs> Our website is www.mybestfriendsjournal.com. Don't forget the uh, HTTPS. <laughs> or you can email us at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com. You did great, friend. Thanks so much. Uh, as always, please remember to rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, always remember... Amy's a Republican, uh, Cam's a conservative, and I support Gerald Ford. Bye! <laughs> <laughs> Those are more hectic episode. On my comment that you so, so hastily, um, why am I so, uh, gah, gah. <laughs> simple, keep it simple. <laughs> okay.